I'm educational justice coach Lindsay Lyons, and here on the Time for Teachership podcast, we learn how to inspire educational innovation for racial and gender justice, design curricula grounded in student voice, and build capacity for shared leadership. I'm a former teacher leader turned instructional coach. I'm striving to live a life full of learning, running, baking, traveling, and parenting because we can be rockstar educators and be full human beings. If you're a principal, assistant superintendent, curriculum director, instructional coach, or teacher who enjoys nerding out about co-creating curriculum with students, I made this show for you. Here we go. Hello, everyone. We are at episode 100 of the Time for Teachership podcast. I cannot believe I am saying that. I am so excited for this episode where I dive back in and kind of do a review of the past 100 episodes in a very short period of time. So I'm going to go back, talk about the 10 kind of categories of wisdom that I have found super valuable throughout the show's existence. And then I'm going to recommend specific episodes for you. So if you're new as a listener, check out these episodes first. And if you've been here a while, make sure you didn't skip these. Here we go. Let's get to this episode. All right, episode 100, I am recapping kind of the top 10 categories of wisdom and suggesting specific episodes for you to listen to. If you have already listened, these are even good for a second listen. I get so much value out of re-listening to something that I have listened to the first time. Without further ado, here we go. First, and I love that this is very appropriately the first episode of the podcast, Creating Culture of Coaching with Ramon Bertram was amazing. We talked for over an hour and went from kind of mindsets and overarching approaches to specific strategies. It was phenomenal. So if you are a leader thinking about creating a culture of coaching at your school or district, this is a must listen. Go back, listen to episode one. I have several solo shows that kind of spin off of this and go into specific mindset approaches or specific how-to episodes to actually do a deep dive into some of the strategies that we either talk about or related strategies to the concepts we were talking about. And those episodes are episode four, learning is leading episode 10. What is teachership? These are both mindset pieces. And then for how to's I go into detail on personalized PD for teachers in episode two, instructional coaching with the grow model for episode 29. So that's literally how do you do coaching cycles and how do you frame each coaching conversation? So this is great for instructional coaches and leaders who do coaching. Episode 31, co-creating observation look for is another great strategy that supports a culture of coaching. So when you go in and you do a, you know, a learning walk or an observation of an individual teacher, here's how you would frame this. And here are kind of all the logistical pieces and there's templates and everything for you. So all of those relate to a culture of coaching. That is our first category and starts with episode one of the podcast. Moving on to our second category of wisdom. These are mindset shifts around historically marginalized groups of students. So first, my amazing friend and former colleague, Khalid Kume, she talks about a multilingual habitus. And this was one of the biggest, I think, language and kind of linguistic shifts for me that I'm continuing to think about our conversation as I use the term multilingual learners instead of English learners or L's as is often abbreviated. I think multilingual learners is so strength-based. She talks about this. She talks about a lot of theories and kind of mindset stuff, but she also talks about what does this literally look like in practice? She shares a particular geography lesson that she 
taught in school and how to use students' prior knowledge and capitalize on all of this wisdom that you have in a class full of students who speak different home languages and are currently learning English together in this kind of multilingual habitus. It is beautiful. It is amazing. I highly recommend that episode with Kaloon. Another episode to check out is Inclusion as a Process with Kevin Schaefer. That's episode 83. And this one is amazing as well. I really like it because he talks about working with students with IEPs and how when we talk about inclusion, it's not just strategies. It's not just mindset. It is really thinking of inclusion as a process. And he goes through all the different things that that means in terms of kind of a a framework for thinking about inclusion and also talks about specific strategies. So this is definitely a must listen if you are a person who works with students with IEPs. And I didn't mention before, but Kalud's episode is episode five. So again, those are episode five and episode 83. All right, next category is discourse. And we're going to start with the episode from Dr. Sheree Bridges-Patrick. I highly recommend literally anything she does. So listen to, I think she's on three episodes currently of the first 100. So listen to all of them, but my favorite, I think is episode 45, where she talks about safety being at the core of discourse. And so if you're thinking about how to talk about current events, race, other issues of um, kind of injustice that relate to current events or, or race or both. This is a must listen from a framework perspective. Safety is at the core of discourse. Again, that's episode 45. Now there's a ton of related episodes to dive into after you've listened to that one. For example, episode 13 with April Brown talking to young kids about racial and social justice Definitely important if you teach or parent or work with or live with young children. So specifically addressing kind of some mindset stuff around are young kids ready for these particular conversations? What does this literally look like? She lists several amazing resources for texts and books and approaches. I highly recommend. All right. There's also a solo show I did around pushing back against the concept of teacher neutrality. So if that is something that you're coming up against in your school or district, or you just want to kind of think through it or listen to this episode to process your thoughts, um, get some tips on that. Definitely a good listen that's relevant and related. Episode 16 was another solo show I did uh, after the attack on the Capitol. And it was about how do we talk about this with white students? So if you are a teacher in a predominantly white school or district, this is important. Even if you're a leader in those contexts, I think it's really helpful to listen to this episode and listen to all of these episodes, honestly, to be able to think through what does this look like in terms of leading teachers and supporting teachers to do this work. Episode 25 is another good one, building a flexible curriculum that regularly embeds current events. So how do I actually plan to have these conversations and design in a way that is flexible so that I'm not feeling like I need to fit it in when I already have an overpacked curriculum? That also extends to a lot of other curricular planning things I'll reference later, but, you know, creating the space for these conversations is really critical. It's high leverage. It supports students' emotional well-being, social skills, critical analysis, just awareness of the world, um, and sense of belonging and affirmation of who they are and their experiences, right? When these things impact them. I won't go into too much detail here, but other episodes that are related, episode 35 and 90 are both solo shows. One is about how to teach for justice when the facts don't seem to matter. Critical piece being in education. 
And then 90 is designing a unit around the Dobbs v. Jackson decision. So we take a topical deep dive into this is a current event that at the time of the recording had happened. How do we process this specifically? So if it helps you to look at a case study, that's a good one. All right, next theme. This is theme number four, shared leadership in action. This is just I love this category. This is what it's all about, right? And sometimes we talk about this at the classroom level, co-creating curriculum, amplifying student voice in that sense. But then also, how do we do this at a school or district level? That is super high leverage and something that's sometimes in education we're afraid to kind of do or we're just maybe not sure how to do it. And so it just stays at the classroom level. It's important to be present at both. So if you're interested in how to do this, episode 32, we have former principal Taryn Gavan, who talks about inclusive campus leadership teams and how she did this at multiple grade levels. Episode 43, we have Superintendent Darcy Fernandez, who talks about how she created structures for all stakeholder voices in the strategic planning process across her district. We also have specific how-to episodes and related concepts like inclusive data streams, figuring out how our students experience school, that's episode 55. Episode 56, is in the same kind of leading for justice series. That one's on a justice-centered process for justice-centered policies. And so it's really talking about how to create shared governance structures. So how do we embed an ongoing sustainable decision-making process at the school or district level that really sustains justice and equity and all the things we're working towards? And then a couple related ones, they don't fit perfectly into this category, but I think they are related. One is episode 57, which is normalizing critical reflection and adaptive leadership approach to data analysis. And then related to that is episode eight, which is how to do a root cause analysis. Because I think if we're inviting student voices and different stakeholder voices, but we're not digging into what those voices are saying, what is not being said, and really what's at the root of all of these things, if we don't get to the roots, if we don't analyze with a critical lens, if we don't build capacity staff-wide and stakeholder-wide to do this work, then even if we have student voices or family voices, right, community voices at the table, we're not actually going to advance justice in the way that we could, in a way that is transformative, right? We have to do the critical, deep work of identifying the root cause, having those critical conversations, using that critical and adaptive lens, and really digging in and that takes a lot of practice and skill. So tips and strategies for how to do that in there. All right, number five, top tips on planning. So I've selected four episodes that I think give you the highlight reel of really the most high leverage planning strategies. So one is how to use the work less, teach more planner. And that is episode 79. So even if you don't have the planner, it talks through what the planner does for you. And you could just do it in a digital Google doc or a physical scrap of paper every day. Totally a worthwhile endeavor to listen to that. It will help you if you are in a space where you're like, I cannot function enough or uh, my work doesn't feel like it is sustainable um, to be able to do the really big transformative things I want to do, right? We talk a lot about transformation and justice and all that stuff takes work. So we need a sustainable planning process in place to be able to do those things. So check that out first. And then when you're ready and you have that process in place, episodes 38, 40, and 41 are all part of a curriculum series. We talk about, respectively, developing a course-long rubric, 
crafting a compelling driving question, and establishing a reusable unit arc. If you can do these three things, and you can coach teachers to do these three things, it is a game changer. Like you are on the path to being able to create and plan sustainably and amplify justice in the way that you plan your curriculum. So this is huge. Those are my top tips on planning. Just to recap the first five categories of wisdom here, we got culture of coaching. We got to create a culture of coaching. We have a couple mindset shifts around historically marginalized student groups. That's multilingual learners and seeing inclusion as a process for students with IEPs. We have safety as being at the core of discourse. We have shared leadership in action, and we have top tips on planning. Now I'm jumping in here quick to remind you that there are four free resources. Normally we have one, today we have four. These are recordings of one hour workshops on the following topics, building and sustaining a culture of belonging, protocol deep dive, how to use circles for SEL and academic content, curriculum coaching drop-in design sprint, that's where we brainstorm a driving question and summative project ideas in 25 minutes or less. It's kind of like a mini curriculum boot camp. How to talk about high emotion topics with staff and students is our fourth one. So all of these workshops have been recorded and you can have access to them by visiting lindsaybethlyons.com slash blog slash 100. lindsaybethlyons.com slash blog slash 100. Now back to the episode. Number six, we are talking about our categories of wisdom for episode 100 of the podcast. And category number six is curriculum in action. If you want to see what awesome curriculum looks like in the classroom, give a listen to episode 24, Using Music to Teach for Justice with Christopher Schroeder. We actually have music in this episode. So if you're like me and you listen at 1.5 speed to podcasts, you're going to want to slow this one down so you can really appreciate the music. Episode 27. Developing Students' Criticality with my Media Critique Project. So that's a solo show for me. This is a project that I've used at the high school and college levels. Episode 42, this is part of our curriculum planning series where Laura Cruz comes on and talks about students writing memoirs and who gets to tell their story, right? And so this memoir unit from her class is phenomenal. And a related episode, it's not really curriculum in action, but it's kind of a strategy or approach to teaching in action. And that's with Mitch Weathers. It's episode 68. He talks about hyper-predictable classroom routines. So a lot on executive functioning and how you would actually structure your lessons on all this great stuff. So that is really accessible and not overwhelming to students. You're teaching the skill in partnership with the content. All right, number seven. Category number seven is, I'm just calling it all the feels. These three episodes are episodes where I truly felt something. <laughs> like I felt, I felt it deeply. It was just energizing to listen to these brilliant voices. And whether I walked away with concrete strategies or just the sense of like, that was a wonderful experience to be a part of that conversation and to, to listen in on that conversation. Um, these are just I think really powerful. And I'll tell you why for each one. So the first one is episode 34. This is teaching poetry, take away the rules with Dr. John Littlewolf. He actually reads a poem of his own. He talks about the experience that he had in school, what he wished that experience would be like. And it is just so uh, deeply honest and vulnerable and powerful and wise and just all the things. 
I highly recommend that episode. It is one of my all-time favorites out of all of these 100 episodes. Honestly, anything Dr. John Littlewolf does, I think you should listen to and, and read and all the things because he is just a person that constantly in, in his presence, I'm constantly just amazed, excited, exhilarated to just be, uh, you know, listening and a part of um, the things that he's doing and saying. So episode 34, check it out. Episode 66, be fearless and teach with fire F I R E as an acronym with Mark Taylor. This was another just energizing conversation. He has his own podcast. You should listen to it. It is amazing. But Mark Taylor is a podcast guest that was just really a person that I could just be energized by. And so it was thrilling to have him on this podcast. It was thrilling to hear all of the specific approaches and strategies that he suggested in this episode, just a real energizer. If you're kind of feeling like you need a boost energetically, uh, when you think about, you know, an, uh, upcoming school year or kind of coming back after break, this is a good one. And finally, in this category, episode 76, this is human first withness with jazz Far. Oh my goodness. She talks about having a Netflix special or, or getting at the time of the recording, getting to, um, have a next Netflix special that is going to be recorded in the, in the future. So hopefully by the time of this airing, it will be, but she, I, no wonder she is phenomenal. She is energizing. She is reflective. She is furthering messages of connection, right? And as she says, withness, it is wonderful. She is funny. This is totally an energizer if you need a boost mid-year or otherwise. So all the feels, episodes 34, 66, and 76, highly recommend. If you are craving some student voices on the podcast, listen to episode 52 with two of my former students, Rachel and Eliel. 59 is an episode from students that are part of actually two students and one learning facilitator from the Learn Life Nature Hub for primary years. This is in Barcelona, Spain. And then episode 71, which includes four students from Springhouse, which is an amazing progressive um, kind of like human-centered, eco-focused uh, community that is in the United States. So, so many good, good wisdom providing episodes in there. Episode 52, 59, and 71 are from the students. The ninth theme of wisdom, bold visions. So these episodes are going to kind of paint a picture for what is possible beyond maybe the traditional. They might give you a kick to the butt. They might kind of make you feel uncomfortable at times, um, make you question the way we've always done things. And I love episodes like that. So 58 is actually with Dr. Jenny Finn, Vitality Centered Education. She is the person who has kind of helped the community Springhouse, who I just said those four students were from, help that come to be. Episode 74, education is the front line of the civil rights movement with Sean Priest. This was another just super energizing conversation that painted a picture of education as civil rights, right? And as social justice. Episode 80, think about what kind of school you really want with Dr. Kevin Ahern. Amazing. Just really helpful from a leader lens of how we do that visioning, how we make it come to life, really inspiring creative visioning, and then also the action that comes after the visioning. 
episode 81. We have an education debt with Abby Corman. She is a white educator who is adamantly striving for racial justice, talks about a ton of resources in her own personal journey for how she, and also we as listeners, can really do this work. Episode 82, change is not a part-time job with Dr. Kimya Neuro-Dennis. This is such a good one. Definitely some mind shift work, definitely a kick in the butt, definitely worth a listen. So those are our Bold Visions episodes. And our final number 10 category, this is how they did it, leading district-wide curriculum change, where uh, assistant superintendents or, or leaders in the district sense, talk about how they did it, how they led massive change across their district. So first we have episode 89, five components of real buy-in with Dr. Samuel D. Nix. This was a thrilling episode to be a part of. And I love that he addresses buy-in. So this concept of buy-in is something that I'm always coaching around and how do we really do it in a way that is authentic? And we, we get consensus. We get that forward momentum and that progress without all of the or at least addressing all of the maybe resistance or feelings of, I'm not sure I want to kind of move forward. I don't know how to move forward. I'm not sure if I'm committed. All of that stuff is so, um, so much a part of often when we do change work. And so this is, I think a really great lesson for you. Again, episode 89 with Dr. Nix. Episode 93, transforming curriculum in three years through a culture of coaching and joy. This features assistant superintendent, Chris Chapitan, and also a principal from Chris's district, Allison Adcock. So you definitely want to hear two folks talking about joy and coaching in terms of how they transform curriculum in three years in their district. Episode 95 with Dr. Dr. Stephen Weaver, how to facilitate district-wide teacher-led curriculum development. So he talks about making teachers really the center of this curriculum transformation that they do in each department every so often, you know, ever so many years. And I love all of the wisdom that he drops in here. Finally, this episode, as of recording episode 100, episode 97 is actually not recorded yet. However, I know from just our first conversation about what we will be talking about, Dr. Edward Small's episode is going to be excellent. So he is going to talk to us about teaming practices to align protocols and language across grade teams, data collection look-fors during walkthroughs, and observations, and also classroom strategies for inclusive discussion. You're not going to want to miss all of the things that we should consider as we lead district-wide curriculum change. So that's going to be episode 97. All right, everybody, those were our 10. We are going to link to all this stuff on the blog. Again, just to recap, those are around developing a culture of coaching, mindset shifts around historically marginalized student groups, multilingual learners, and students with IEPs, safety being at the core of discourse and the importance and the how-tos of all the discourse stuff, share leadership in action, top tips on planning, curriculum in action, episodes with all the feels, student-led episodes, bold visions, and then how they did it, leading district-wide curriculum change. As a reminder, you have access to four free one-hour recordings of workshops that I've done on four different topics, belonging, circle protocol. We've done some live curriculum coaching, which is basically like a mini curriculum boot camp that I do. And then how to talk about high emotion topics, whether you're talking about them with your staff as a leader or students as a classroom teacher. 
Get access to all of those by visiting my website, lindsaybathlyons.com slash blog slash 100. I am so excited for you to dive into these. And as you listen or re-listen in some cases, you may have takeaways, new takeaways, questions. Please feel free to share those with me via email, on our social media, on the blog posts themselves, on the website. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you again next week. If you're leaving this episode wanting more, you're going to love my live coaching intensive curriculum bootcamp. I help one department or grade team create feminist, anti-racist curricula that challenges, affirms, and inspires all students. We weave current events into course content and amplify student voices, which skyrockets engagement and academic achievement. It energizes educators feeling burnt out, and it's just two days. Plus, you can reuse the same process anytime you create a new unit, which saves time and money. If you can't wait to bring this to your staff, I'm inviting you to sign up for a 20-minute call with me. Grab a spot on my calendar at www.lindsaybethlyons.com slash contact. Until next time, leaders, continue to think big, act brave, and be your best self. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at teachbetter.com slash podcasts, and we'll see you at the next episode.